Hey everybody, welcome to We've Got the Beat, the podcast devoted to 80s entertainment. Eight- Fuck! <laughs> 80s teen entertainment from the 80s and beyond, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's almost without... Oh, I don't even know how to respond. There's none. Do you have a little bit more you need to get out of your system? Yeah, I just gotta... Uh, 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 uh. All right, let's try that again. Hey everybody, welcome to We've Got the Beat, okay, the podcast um, devoted to teen entertainment from the 80s and beyond. I, I'm the idiot, and the smart person on the other side who tolerates this bullshit, Mindy. Oh, you know, you just, you teach me a lot about patience. Yeah, I know. Hey, this is off the side note. How do you spell caffeine? Because I think this company spelled it wrong. Is it I before E? I don't, I don't know. I have to look at it because I can never spell things right in my head. C-A-F-F-E-I-N-E does not look right. But that's besides the point, everybody. E-I-N-E. E-I. Yeah. Caffeine. No, it is E-I. It is E-I. E-I-O. It is E-I. All right. So we're going to be discussing two camp movies from Disney. We have Heavyweights and Holes. Um, I had forgotten that I had seen Heavyweights in the theater with you. Do you remember this? At least I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater with you. No. I saw it with Goofy Movie. I don't remember that. Yeah. I didn't see the Goofy Movie in the theater. Okay, well I must have seen it with my friends then. Um, which is weird because we were like, you know, I think we were out of high school or just about out of high school. So it's kind of out of our age range, but whatever. I remember having a very fun time at Heavyweights and Goofy Movie. Um, I'm I, pretty sure I introduced you to Goofy Movie and I didn't see it until video. Because I, I was babysitting for some, some little girl, and she showed it to me. Okay, so then I have no idea how I saw Heavyweights in the theaters, but I know I did. Because I thought I had seen it with uh, Tall Tale. You know that movie with Patrick Swayze and Nick Stahl? But uh, that, yeah. I saw that with Quick and the Dead. So that's not right. So I have no idea what I saw with with uh, Heavyweights then. I saw Quick and the Dead with you, and I didn't see Tall Tale. Yeah, just, I have to look through my book. I, <laughs> What? This is coming into a muddled puzzle. Yes, it is. Okay, so my well, I wrote every I wrote every single movie down that I've ever seen in the theaters, and I could have swore I saw a few. Yeah, we can figure it out later. All but right. anyway, um, yes, I I could have seen what you went to the theater. I don't I, I don't remember things as well as you do. I don't remember seeing it in the theater, but it could have happened. Um. So the interesting thing, yeah, there's like there's two camp movies. They're both Disney movies. However, Disney doesn't they they bury heavyweights a little bit in the website. If you also look on IMDb, it doesn't tell you that you can watch either one of these movies on the Disney channel. I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you know, well, IMDb. IMDb is owned by Amazon, and I think Amazon wants to have control over what you get to see. <laughs> clearly, clearly, clearly. Okay. And then, um, oh, did you say Amazon owns it? Yeah, Amazon has owned IMDb, I don't know, for about 10 years now. Oh, oh I, I never realized that. That makes loads and loads of sense. Okay. Um, here's another connection that I didn't realize until I watched them again. Yeah, I didn't even realize. I don't remember him being in Heavyweights. Where was he? Uh uh. How recently did you rewatch it? Like three weeks ago. My memory sucks. I'm old. Uh, Clearly, um, at pretty pretty close to the beginning of the movie, 
uh, he comes home from school and there's this random dude in his living room. Oh. Uh, and he's the one who shows the video to his parents and convinces them to send him to camp. And okay. that's the only part of the movie he's in. It's totally bizarre. Yeah, well, this is before he was really a thing, though. I know. I'm aware of that. Actually, I was very shocked that he was in it at all. But <laughs> it was just, but don't, for continuity sake, I'm saying, yeah. he was in it for like five minutes and then if he worked for the camp to recruit kids to go to the camp, why did he never show up again at the camp? Just straight. Well, I wonder anyway. if that's a job. I wonder so, if some of these camps, I don't know how it works. How did you get recruited? I don't even remember how I got recruited for camp. I think someone just mentioned it. We didn't have like, I didn't a recruiter. Get, I, didn't re I didn't get recruited to go to the camp. I was just like, they told me about camp at church, and I was like, cool. Yeah, same thing for me. So uh -huh. I don't know if there's if they hire outside salesmen to go around trying to sell camp <laughs> memberships. I don't know how I that works. No, I have no idea. I literally have no idea. I don't know how things used to work back then. It's very, very confusing. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, these are for profit. A random person was just like, hey, let's, let's, let's research and find out every home in America that has a fat kid and then go door to door. I don't <laughs> understand. It's, but you're not really supposed to give it that much thought. Yeah, so, and I anyway, never see I never see advertisements for camp. The other thing about <laughs> these movies that are similar are that the go like the main characters of of the movies are kind of duped into what they think that they're getting into like you know and it, it turns into something entirely different uh and that also basically the people who run the camps their their goals get they get so so involved in their goals that they basically turn into Turn into villains. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot more similarities to these movies than I than you would think. Well, I, I'm surprised anyway. by the pedigree behind both of them. Now, the powers behind heavyweights really weren't a thing yet. I mean, you're t you're talking like another decade or so before they become big names, and uh, where Holes is directed by an established action director, which totally throws me off because the guy was known for like doing big, big action movies. And he does this kind of weirdo little, you know, camp movie, which is completely different than anything else he's ever done. Uh, so I think that's interesting. Is like who was the director? Uh, it's Andrew Davis, and and he had done um, a couple Seagal movies. He, did he you see? what's that? Did you see? No, he did Fugitive. Yeah, so his filmography is he did a couple of Chuck Norris, a couple of Steven Seagal, then he did um, uh, The Fugitive, which led to, um, he did Chain Reaction, Collateral Damage, and something else in there, but like kind of big action movies, and then just like kind of yeah. mid-budget, mid tiny movie in comparison, but big for Disney at the time, because this is right before they blew up with Pirates of the Caribbean, and I miss, I really do miss Disney's scrappy years. You know, because the 90s is filled to the gills with movies that were like, you know, lower budget, but really good character actors and, and, and you know, decent plots instead of like everything had to be $250 million multiverse kind of thing. Right, exactly. This was when they were still, you know, finding good stories. You know, they were still digging into finding good stories with character development and things like that, you know. Uh, and this is a prime example of that. I mean, 
I don't know what made them decide to make this movie, except for the fact that it was like a hugely, hugely, hugely popular children's book. Um, but I don't know what, you know, what made them decide to do it and why this particular guy wanted to correct it. It is kind of serious, isn't it? Yeah. Did you read the book before you saw the movie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because I knew of Shia LaBeouf because you kept showing me clips of him being silly on Even Stevens, and I thought he was amusing. Oh, uh, I, I was so into that Even Stevens. I loved it so much. <laughs> and this is like his, it says introducing, even though obviously it's not introducing, but in movie way, I this is his first movie, right? Because Stolen Summer is after this? Was, is it Stolen? No, it's the Battle Shaker Stolen Heights. Stolen Summer, I think it was his first like um, theatrical release. Anything else would have been like a Disney Channel original, I okay. would assume. Yeah, and then I think he did like that golf movie that you liked. I haven't seen uh, the greatest game ever played. And I just remember for a few years there, he kind of bounced around as a supporting actor, like an iRobot and stuff like that, and then blew up with Disturbia, and then became just a, a big star. But this is like his first real yeah. shot at this was a holes was a hit. Yeah, I, I think so, I, if I remember right. I'm trying to look right now. I was still on heavyweight, so I apologize. Let me go to holes. <laughs> go to holes. That's not what I wanted. It's... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking a lot. I'm looking at, like, his, his, his credits. And, yeah, he did a lot of, you know, he did Disney, if you did the original movies. He did, uh, you know, episodes of shows here and there before he really started and Dumb and Dumber, I think, is right after this, right? Three years later. The, the sequel, Dumb and Dumber. -er. I don't really remember him in that, but I definitely remember, you know, start remembering when he was the sidekick in his adult movies, I, Robot, Constantine. Those were all kind of like at the same time, you know? Yeah. A few years before Disturbia, but not too long. This is a bummer. I didn't know this, is that Scott Plank, who played his father... Wait, I think played his father. No, 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 no. Scott Plank, I think, played the, the Western guy that was after um, uh, Patricia Arquette. He died right after this movie was yeah. dedicated to him. Uh, if people don't know who Scott uh -oh. Plank was, um, he was kind of a protege of Michael Mann when it came to acting. He, okay, you know the movie oh. Heat, right? With uh, De Niro and Pacino? What movie? Heat. Oh, he, yeah, sorry. The first time you said it, it cut out for some reason. Oh, okay. But yeah, he, yeah, of course. Uh, well, there was a TV movie called uh, L.A. Takedown in 1989, which is the exact same film, just on a TV budget, and the, the guy who played uh, De Niro's role was Scott Plank, and, and Michael Mann really wanted him to be a big actor, and it just never happened. Hmm, interesting. But this thing is loaded to the um, gills yeah, with yeah. character actors. i just actually okay. shocked how good they cast this movie. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of have forgotten some of the some of the you know there's a lot. Basically, this is filled with character actors that are fantastic. I mean, I you know love Henry Winkler with every inch of my soul, and he's so delightful in this movie. Um, Siobhan. Alan and his mom. Yeah. Uh, well, it's amazing that her career yeah. went on because... Rick, Rick Fox showing up. Yeah. This is so many... Perfect 
Yeah. So much great stuff. But do you remember Siobhan Fallon was on, I think, one season, maybe two of SNL back in the early 90s, and she got fired, and I thought that was going to be the end of it, but she turned out to be, like, a really good uh, character actress for years. I mean, that's what I, you know, know knew her from most. I think those were the, the SNL years that I, you know, that I really watched were the, the, when she was on. But yeah, she really, she really did. You know, she's done a lot of um, interesting stuff since she departed from that show. I'm good for her. Yeah, and I want to say that. Uh, okay, so. Sigourney Weaver is only kind of an and, even though her name's much higher up. She's really just an and. She only shows up like in the last half of the movie and only little bits and pieces. But her, she has two henchmen, John Voight and Tim Blake Nelson. And I think Tim Blake Nelson gets the weird, quirky behavior down absolutely perfect. John Voight is chewing the fucking scenery with barbecue sauce. He makes Nicolas Cage look like a, a low-energy performer. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I think that the difference is is that Tim Blake Nelson has made a career of quirk. Yeah, that I just... That is his niche. That is what he does. Yeah. And he does it with perfection. <laughs> I just think John Boyd uh, is a crazy I person. <laughs> and, I don't personally yeah. really like John Boyd. I don't even know if I would say he's a good actor. No. I don't have seen enough stuff with him other than super lame, cheesy shit that he's done. So I don't I don't really have input into but I don't really think that he's ever really done something like this before, has he? Well, I mean there's Anaconda which we love to make fun of. Yeah. Oh they don't no, that's what I that's what I meant about cheesy shit. That's pretty much all I have seen him in. Yeah. I don't know that I've really seen him in very many things. Well, like he's... stuff that people really know him for, you know? Yeah, I mean, there was Midnight Cowboy, and he had a run of hits in the 70s, like Coming Home and stuff like that, but he did a movie in 1985. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that stuff. He did a movie in 1985 called Runaway Train with Rebecca De Mornay and Eric Roberts. And Rebecca De Mornay is completely fine, but everybody else in the movie is completely at 11. I mean, they're just cranked up so high in their performances, and that's where the first time I saw John Voight just be completely fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think he's a very good actor. really weird. Yeah. Um, of course, Shia LaBeouf okay. became a star of this, but can we talk about Cleo Thomas? Whatever happened to him? Because I think he's the best part of this movie. I don't know. I love him. Like I've seen him um, as an adult, and he has like, like um, a, he's pretty active in like Instagram and, and stuff like that. Like when I saw him, kind of like not that long ago as an adult, and I was like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, he was so amazing back then, and yeah, he didn't. Maybe he decided not to continue. I don't know. Um, I'm looking now. He's a musician. He's put out a few albums. Yeah, he has. Yeah, I've seen an Instagram page, and I've seen him make, like, funny videos uh, referencing his, you know, his childhood in in, in the Disney movies. And there's one super great video of him that one ago where he's, like, dressed like, he's dressed up like Caroline and he, like, does the whole, like, dance and stuff from the Disney movie. Uh-huh. He has, like, a real, his, he does a lot of, uh, homages to his childhood and, um, but he, he's still really active and, like, I think, you know, TikTok and, and that kind of stuff. It says he's an actor, host, gamer, consultant. 
but he's still doing stuff, just not the way that we, I don't follow TikTok and stuff like that, yeah. so I don't always see that kind of thing, you know? The, uh, the plot of this, if you haven't seen it, is really interesting because it, it jumps around in time back and forth and tells you the origin of what they're it's a mystery for the longest time i thought maybe i missed something but the mystery of what they're looking for in the holes is slowly built up exactly. as we're seeing the the kids what seems like an inc completely pointless spoiler, task. it's not really to build character no it's actual <laughs> torture i feel like it's illegal as hell isn't it didn't it turn out to be illegal what they're doing to these kids Oh my god, I mean, they're abusing the shit out of these kids, and then, you know, when, um, when, uh, Zero runs off into the desert, and they're just like, oh, we'll just wait a while, a couple weeks, and then, you know, call it in, and he'll be dead by then, it'll be fine, like, it's so cutthroat. Yeah. They're so, I mean, so yeah, they're, they're horrible people, they don't give one shit about these kids. Yeah, and this and fucking yeah, little, what are those little so dragon right. things that are poisonous, you know? They're, they're surrounded by them constantly. Yeah, and the fact that, we're, like, they get them such limited anything, showers, water, food, freedom, uh, and all they do is dig home all day every day in the blazing hot desert. I mean, yeah, what they're doing is a crime, and how they've gotten away with it for so long, who the fuck knows? But I guess you're not supposed to overthink that because it's a story. <laughs> yeah. It's just mind-boggling how, how yeah. abusive they are to these children. And, and it seems like most of them don't even belong there. No. What, what was it no. that Zero was even there for? Stan, because Stanley certainly doesn't belong there. Yeah, Zero, what did he actually end up going for? Because he's a ward of the state, and so there's no one really to, to keep an eye on him. So they just basically just kidnap him? I'm guessing. I forget. I think he. I think what he stole something. Yeah, he stole something the shoes. Minor. He something stole the stupid. shoes, but passed them off to Stanley, and then something. I know, but yeah. he said he got arrested. Like he got like right after that, he got arrested for stealing something else. I think. Yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah, which, which bugs me is that it's not just kids, but anybody who basically gets arrested, it seems like. At this point, that prisons are for profit, I feel like they're purposely arresting yeah. people. And, I mean, did you know that it's illegal in some yeah. places to be homeless? For fuck's sake, they're already suffering, and you're going to put them in jail and make them yeah. an employee of the state? Fuck you! Yeah. 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 Yeah, so the, the movie has true just, villains in this. The, you digress. <laughs> yeah. There's true villains in Holes, even though that it's kind of over the top. Now, Heavyweights is so cartoonish in ways, it's hard to really hate. Yes. I mean, yes, Ben Stiller is out of his fucking mind. He goes crazier and crazier, but it's almost cart like a, a Looney Tunes uh, tone to it. Yes. Yes. Do you feel like he is the character that ended up in Dodgeball later? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, in, 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 I mean, I, I kind of assume, um, it, you know, that it, that he he is like 2.0. You know, he's the same character in a, in a slight variation in Dodgeball. I mean, I don't know how people can't connect those two. You know? Yeah. But I'm looking. So, I'm, are we talking about holes or are we moving on? We're moving on to heavyweights. Is that okay, or did you want more to say more? Oh, about can holes? I just, 
Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say a little bit more too. Like I read that Sigourney Weaver, even though that you know she had a, a relatively small part in the movie, the reason why she agreed to it, despite the smallness of the role, was because it was her daughter's favorite book. Oh, yeah, I hear that a lot when people take roles in kids' movies. Like, they don't connect yeah. to it, but their their kids connect to it. Some people, it turns out okay. Like, this turned yeah. out great for her, but it didn't turn out that way with Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> uh, yeah, with what? was What did you say? With what? Super Mario Brothers, when um, Bob Hoskins oh, agreed to do it because sure. his yeah, kids yeah. are crazy about it. Or, like, you know, um, what's his face? We just talked about it with uh, Adam's family. Uh, he did Street Fighter because his kids loved it, but he didn't get it. Um... Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is I think a lot of actors, you know, when they had kids, they're like, well, shit, I need to make a, kid, a movie that my kids can actually watch, you know? Yeah. So they, you know, sometimes do family movies or, or like, you know, the kids are like, oh, no, Dad, this is like something awesome. You need to do this. Um, but I just thought that was cool. And then um, I just, I, I, I like both parts of the story. I really, really like the flashback stuff. I don't think I've ever loved Patricia Arquette more yeah. than in this role. And I, I so I and I love how the two the, the the past and the and the current time how they weave together and this, you know, unbelievable tale that 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 connects them together. Um and despite the very frustrating and abusive uh, situation, like it has a very nice, happy resolution with his slightly kooky family that are, are just, you know, a lot of times you, you know, when they do this kind of settings where, you know, all the flashbacks and stuff, it's confusing, or you don't connect to one. You connect to one more than the other. But I just I thought that this did a really good job of melding the past and the current time together and making you know it all very enjoyable. Yeah, it definitely it, it takes a delicate hand to weave those stories together at the right. You don't want too much of one story and leave the other one out. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, um, over on Heavyweights, okay, I remember seeing this and wondering why Ben Stiller would appear in a kid's movie because at the time, he seemed like the hip comedian. You know, he had his own short-lived show, which was too cool for Fox, and then he was in, uh, he wrote and directed, or, yeah, and starred in Reality Bites, which at the time seemed like one of the coolest movies. You know, like, when you're a teenager, you're like, that's what 20-something's like? That's awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. And then this, and so I was cool. so thrown off, and I was like, what the fuck? But... At the time, I enjoyed well, it, but if we knew, if yeah. we knew then what we knew now, it would all make sense. Yeah, because his all his friends were involved. You have Judd Apatow. You have uh, a bunch of people from you know soon to be Adam Sandler's team. You got Jack Garabuto, who um, yeah. did a bunch of his movies. Yeah. We have um, what's the guy that's in all of his movies? Uh, he's always you know like he's in Wedding Singer. He's the one. Alan. Like... Alan. <clears throat> Grandma's something. boy. Yeah. The one that was in Grandma's Boy? Yes, Alan Covert. There it is. Who are you talking about? Yeah. Alan Covert. I loved it. I was like, oh my god, the second I saw Grandma's Boy? I think <laughs> I might love Grandma's Boy more than almost any human being. That's um, probably weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, we also have... Uh, 
What was it? Uh, okay, so Paul Feig is in this, and he would go on, of course, to create Freaks and Geeks and be a big director. I um, mean, what was Paul? Like, what was Paul Feig's motivation for like his character? Because it was really confusing. Well, I've read his book, the one that about his uh, uh, school years, and his character seems exactly right out of the book. That seems like the real Paul Feig. It's just like, well, like, why is he wearing such tight shorts, and why, why are they wearing, why is he wearing, like, a cut-off shirt? Like, why did guys dress like that in camp movies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. it's, it's fucking hot. It's really hot. <laughs> um, it's really hot. It's because he was the one guy in the whole camp that went to fat camp and actually lost weight, and so he was, like, flaunting his body. And that's what they always say about women who lose weight. Yeah. So, like, she's mom. Her body, like, somehow makes it negative. So I'm going to say that, that his character was flaunting his body. <laughs> and it's directed by Does Steve Brill. Yeah, Steve Brill ended up doing a bunch of Sandler movies later. I think the biggest one was probably, um, what's the one? Where, uh, Mr. Deeds. That's the one that I think that was probably his biggest. But it's, Oh, it, Deeds is the best. Deeds. <laughs> Thanks Deeds for the pizza, Deeds. might be my favorite Sandler movie. I don't know. <laughs> what? Really? Maybe. I mean, oh, I mean, it's real high up there for yeah, I was, me. I was going to say, it's, it's always going to be Wedding Singer for me, then maybe Punch Drunk Love, then maybe maybe Deeds. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think it's it's a classic, you know, uh, camp versus camp. There's nothing really new being said here. But I think what works is that no. you have a lot of people who are naturally funny working together. And I feel like there's some improv. We have a bunch of kids from, like, the Mighty Ducks in this and, and other movies from that time. I think a couple of kids yeah. from Hook. I, I just thought it was a lot of fun because I feel like they're just enjoying themselves while making the movie. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't think they're creating anything new, but they just, it's, it's just fun. And one of the other things, I can see how a lot of people would have issue with this movie because in, in, because in some ways it can, it, you could see it and think, well, oh, that's fat phobic or whatever, but it's not really, it's really not. Yeah, it, at most, it lightly pokes fun, the but they're kind of, of it, yeah, they're kind of making fun you know, of themselves. The, Good. Oh, I was done. Where'd you go? I remember here. Oh, it's just, you know, <laughs> the the main guy, whatever his name is, the, the counselor guy. Yeah. I think that really, he ultimately, he really supports these kids. And, you know, he says, you know, we should, maybe we should get, you know, do, go outside a little more, do a little more exercise, but let's do this the right way. You know, let's just take better care of ourselves and, and but love ourselves too, you know. So it's like I think it's more of a affirmation of self care, uh, and you know, and stuff like that as opposed to I, I, I you could view it in a lot of different ways, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, he takes it from perspective of him being a heavy guy himself and, and just like, you know, taking it for a realistic perspective. I think a lot of these kind of ideas are what the people want out of them is to starve them and, you know, deny them everything. Yeah. And then they're just miserable. It's, it's having being healthy but also being happy. And um, this is beside the point. Yeah. But I was just watching um, – I was watching Camp Nowhere right before I watched these two just to see if it was worthy. It's okay. 
But what I remember one of the characters being yep. completely thin and her mother obsessing over her weight and sending her off to fat camp. It turns out it was just their own camp. If you haven't seen the movie, it's just a makeup camp. It's kind of like um, uh, Undeclared. Is it Undeclared? No. What's the What's the movie with uh, where they make up a college? Um. Shit. I forget, but I know exactly what Yeah, we love that movie, too. I can't remember, but it's like that. And I just remember, like, she was so obsessed with her losing weight. I was like, she's fine. But some parents are brutal to children. I just, yeah, I just think a lot of people focus on the wrong thing or or the wrong approach. Yeah, you care about your kid. You want them to be healthy, but you're going to do it the entirely wrong way. Yeah. This is not healthy, and this is not helpful. Well, and a lot of it is parents so, want the children to be made up in their image. Not just to be children, be their own selves. They want them to be little versions yeah. of their ideal, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and then Heavyweights kind of skirts around that, but it's not like a message movie, but it subtly leaks in. No. Yeah, it doesn't slap you in the face, but you get it if you're paying attention. Yeah. I do want to point out, like, a couple of funny things. Like, okay, first of all, Than, like entirely like a fraud like you are oh the movie that you're trying to remember is by the way um i couldn't remember um the the, the camp counselor Lars, the german guy oh, yeah. <laughs> who just seemed like a caricature of the most ridiculous human being ever um I don't know. He was just, and then he's trying to be all like cool, but also be tough on the kids. And then they like tie him to a tree and put a little honey up peanut butter on his face, and he's just like bawling his face off. <laughs> I don't know. He's just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know who that actor is. But he's in a movie called Since You've Been Gone. You know when we were talking about the reunion movies a couple months ago? He's in that as a homeo. Yeah. Mm-hmm what do you call homeopathic doctor and he spends the entire movie fighting with another guy about how it's supposed to be real or whatever and he's like it's not fucking real that's bullshit he goes i'll prove it to you the whole movie just arguing over this (laughs) so he plays a lot of delusional characters (laughs) yep um i thought it was cute the whole like you know um you know, his parents uh, being, like, the owners of the camp at the beginning. That was kind of cute, but they were in a movie together. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not the only one, but... But I thought, uh, I mean, no one mentions this, but Leah Lale is so fucking adorable. I can understand why everybody was in love with her. Yeah, what else was she in? Because I thought she was super cute, and obviously I recognized her, and... How nice was she? She was like, you know, solid both throughout the whole thing. And I, I know that the kids went way too far in their plot, <laughs> uh, but I, I, it was most moments that it was really, really solid. And that the fact that the adults got involved was probably a really bad thing, but also really awesome. I'm looking to see what she was in that we would know her for. I know she was on VIP for like four years, but we didn't watch that shit. She's in Little Nikki in a small part. VIP? Of, uh, yeah, no. No, nothing here that I know of. 
Um, yeah. I don't know. My phone's acting up, so I can't really look up. Right yeah. now. I don't know what's going. Lots of TV. Maybe you saw her in something like you know. Well, we watch Boston Common all the time. She was an episode of that, but nothing, nothing that stands out. I guess she's a real estate agent now, and she looks still looks fucking great. Aww. Yeah, she's married. I'll have to look later because I can't think. Yeah, she's married to the director Steve Brill. So. Oh. Okay. Well, I got. Does he still work with Adam Sandler a lot? Uh, he did. Um, oh, doggone it! Hubie Halloween. That's it. Oh, I did. You watch that? Yeah, it's okay. Everybody was crazy about it. I was like, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I thought it was cute. I don't know. I love eggs. That, that, that kills terrible. me. Terrible. Yeah. Well, I've seen much worse. Holy shit. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like. He's some of his other movies I really despise. I did I did recently watch the the newer one that was on there with the the, bas the basketball one. I don't know if you probably do you have um do you have Netflix right now? I do not have a Netflix. I'm so sad. <laughs> oh well, he he has a newer one. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, it's a basketball one. And it's actually it's a more serious one. Um, and it has Queen Latifah in it at plays his wife. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how he is kind of all over the map with his movies, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, his dramas basically failed uh, at the box office, even though he kept trying. And it's Uncut Gems that kind of brought him back. And that movie's fucking insane. Have you seen Uncut Gems? I can't. I can't watch it. It's too, I mean... Just thinking about it gives me anxiety, yeah. so I don't know that I could ever sit through it. I just, okay. I just don't know if I can. Yeah, but I think him going over to Netflix really changed things for him because, yeah, that Ridiculous Six sucked ass, and it's definitely bottom five. Oh, I didn't watch that one, yeah. It's so bad. But after that, it got interesting and weird. Like, The Day Of, the one with Christopher, uh, Chris Rock or whatever, where he's getting uh, his book. Oh, there. yeah. That was great and, and weird. And then Uncut Gems really changed things. I think this movie called The Hustle, I think is what it's called, the, the basketball movie, The Hustle. That's the, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. I couldn't remember what it was called. That's the one I'm talking about that I just watched. It was okay. good. All right. Well, I mean, it's nice I to see. I thought it was really good. I think a lot of these guys that came out of this era are that are still going are trying to find new avenues. Like Paul Feig, when Ghostbusters didn't hit big, mm -hmm. he kind of repositioned himself with A Simple Favor. And that was a, a box office hit and critically acclaimed. And kind of shifting out of like yeah. outright comedies, and Judd Apatow seems to be bouncing around a little bit, not producing as much, but kind of moving into smaller movies and more personal stuff. But also, who? I mean, who creatively wants to make wants to make the same thing over and over again? Jason Why would Statham. you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> no, Statham's gone out of his Why are you comfort laughing? zone too. Because Jason Statham, I kind of repeat himself for a long time, but I don't think that was his fault. I think that's just what he was offered. Oh. I yeah, you know, the movie he directed after A Simple Favor last Christmas, I didn't realize he was the one who directed that. And then it was totally different. That's totally bizarre that that's the movie he chose to okay. do after that. Okay. Yeah. And then he's doing like a he's doing a Netflix movie that's based on a, a pop, very popular children's book, but it has Charlize Theron, Michelle Yao, Kate Blanchett, Lawrence Fishburne, Kate Ben Kingsley. Like it has an insanely impressive cast. Nice. He's, yeah, he's doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, I think he's, you know, he's 
he's bouncing around, but I think that he's hopefully that means he's also having some fun with the shit he's doing. Yeah. Also, supposedly it says that they're making a simple favor sequel, which I have no idea how they're going to do. I haven't seen it yet, so because I don't know. Yeah. part of no, no, don't tell me, don't tell me, I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you anything, but I mean, you know how there's some movies that just really hinge on like one, like a major, major twist. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily work. It doesn't really work twice. Yeah, like a sixth sense. Like if they did that again. Yeah. Uh, I won't tell you, but you should watch it sometime. I think it's pretty good. I own it. I need to get around to it, but I'm so busy doing the show sometimes. I'm, I'm stuck in the past instead of the, the last few years. Yeah, maybe you need to dial back your watching for... Uh, watching movies as responsibility and <laughs> have more fun. Yeah. The uh, besides Keenan, are any of these kids still acting? No, I don't think so. But I mean, I think the main kid is, but not in stuff I've seen. But he is. Look! Look how different he looks now, too. I wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> Yeah, well, some people, when they hit puberty, too. they the kid, shoot up, you know. They, they... The kid who plays Jerry, I think that he's still doing stuff. I looked at his credits, and he has uh, some some things that are actually coming out pretty soon. Well, that's good. Hey, um, I do hate to cut yeah. this short, but it looks like the battery on my laptop's about to die, so I don't want to lose this episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, we had a, a terrible, we were supposed yeah, to have a terrible short. storm yesterday, and I unplugged my laptop all day so long, so whoops. Gross. You're yeah. terrible. Hate you. Alrighty. Um, so uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and all your uh, podcast hosts under Hit Rewind, and uh, let us know how we're doing. Share, comment, uh, tell us any movies we haven't covered yet that you want us to cover. I think we have like one more run of summer movies to go. I'm trying to think of something else that has a summer feel to it that we can discuss um, before we do the back to school kind of episodes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So that is it. Mindy, send us out. <laughs> I forgot you don't normally send us out. That's Jacob. I'm sorry. You don't have a catchphrase. Oops. No, I've never done that before. <laughs> sorry. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Whoops.